Welcome back to the Character Corner with your host Chris and Deepom here. And uh, we're doing a little special, uh, I guess, bonus episode, mini episode? No? It, it's, it's some sort of bonus mini, yeah, it's something like that. Something like that. I didn't plan this, um, but I'm glad that we're making this a bonus episode and not a numbered episode. Because everybody knows we're doing uh, part one of Claremont X-Men uh, next from the Character Corner. And you know what number that is? What is it? 75. Nice. That's creepy. That is, that is creepy. I, I, I just figured that out like 10 minutes ago when I was walking the dog. I was like, hey, I wonder what number. It's not 75, is it? It's 75. That is very, very creepy. Like, I don't know how we pulled that one off. But anyway, um, for this little bonus episode, we're going to be talking about, uh, we just did two parts on Tony Stark slash Iron Man. And um, so just also with this, there might be a, a few slight spoilers for Endgame. So if you haven't seen Endgame by now, like, first of all, what the fuck's wrong with you? Like the only person in the world who hasn't seen it because it's like, it made two billion dollars in two weeks. <laughs> Eleven days. Eleven days. Two billion dollars. Um, it took Avatar forty-seven days to bring two billion dollar threshold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This um, is about to get really out of control. I am. I am waiting. I am waiting for James Cameron because it's already it just passed Titanic. So I'm waiting for James Cameron to do his typical salty. Uh, superhero films kind of suck, and I wasn't that impressed by Endgame. I'm waiting for him to do that because it's going to be even more salty. Because it's on on your left, Avatar on your left. So, um, but anyway, so we're gonna be talking about Tony Stark's armors, and uh, one of the things we're gonna do is we're gonna try to tie some of these armors and the themes of some of the armors. I think that's the important piece. Some of the themes and how they relate to some of the uh, the armors in the movie and t- where Tony's are at in his character. Um, so um, let's uh, unless you got anything else you want to say before we jump right into this, we're gonna jump right. Let's in. do it. Right, we're gonna jump right in. Uh, the first two armors are, are the Mark One and Mark Two. You have the classic gray uh, costume, uh, costume, the classic gray armor, the bulky armor uh, from Tales of Suspense, uh, number 39. And then it's basically the same armor, but uh, golden, the Golden Avenger armor from Tales of Suspense, number 40. And for me, I think that was the first sign that Marvel Studios might be up to something when... They gave us the Mark One in, in 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 the movies. So so when he came out in the Mark One, like it's hard to think back twelve years ago or eleven years ago to like watching Iron Man. But I remember not having a whole bunch of faith, but being super curious because that marketing was kind of sparse, but it was interesting. And I was reading comics, I was getting a lot of the the, the Iron Man ads in the comics. I remember in the first what half hour you get the Mark One, and you're like, wait a second, right? <laughs> wait, hey, 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 wait, wait, I'm. I think they're going to do a thing. <laughs> and then you see got Phil Coulson dropping an acronym for S.H.I.E.L.D. and you're like, wait a, wait a goddamn second. <laughs> What's happening here? And then by, by the stinger with Nick Fury, like you're, I wanted to, like, it's, it's hard to quantify now today in the, in the post in game world, what those first Marvel movies meant to me, but seeing the big silver clunky, I got to get out of this cave armor. Wow, yeah, it's 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 crazy, and 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 so the one thing about that armor, uh, and actually, it's gonna, this is going to be the armors for ooh, I want to say a good portion of like up until I guess the Mark Three, I guess the Mark Three and Mark Four, kind of like this, um, 
But you got to remember, these armors are, and this is where it differs from the, the movies, these armors were not controlled by, like, AI. These were Tony Stark controlling these armors, like, manually. They had, um, I, I think the one, the, the, there, there was, like, wrist-mounted controls. The helmet controls were controlled by, like, his tongue or his mouth movements and things like that. Like, these are pretty manual control. And we know this because when we did the Matt Fraction run, he's going down. He's, he's downgrading his armors as, as his intelligence downgrades. And so we ha- and, and the armors are getting more and more manual, manually controlled. Because he just, which, which honestly, that is the one thing that to me didn't make sense. I was like, wouldn't you guys want to use the AI control? Like, they, they, they make an excuse for yeah. it. But in the back of my mind, I'm like, you should use the AI controlled ones more because uh, Tony is not of the right mind to control this armor. Um, but, but I think I, I actually kind of liked it because it was like, he's not smart enough to use the AI in a proper way. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. You know, it, it works. They, they explain it well. Uh, but it's one of the things that pops in your mind. So. Yeah, so those are the first two, uh, the, the first two costumes. And, and again, the Mark I and Mark II, for the most part, look the same, right? Yeah. Uh, we talked about this before. The Mark III and the Mark IV are where you get the original uh, red and gold. You, know, you get the red and gold uh, costume, and that was actually designed by Steve Ditko. Um, and uh, the, the Mark III is the first shows up in Tales of Suspense number 48. And it has the mono beam, the repulsor rays, proton gun. Uh, Electromagnets, uh, magnets come in later when we do the rescue armor. Roller skates, can never forget the roller skates. I think that's very important. Well, which I think is an important, while yes, some would say outdated innovation. Sometimes, sometimes you can't fly, you just gotta roll. Like, I think I, I, I appreciate roller skates. Right. And something also, remember, I, I think it's in between the Mark III and the Mark IV, which kind of looked for the most part the same. The Mark IV comes out in Iron Man uh, number 38. I think around this time uh, he shifts from needing that uh, the 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 arc reactor in the battery to kind of hold uh, to keep the 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 shrapnel from his and, heart. Right, and we're going to say things like arc reactor because that's just as easily to describe it. It's been called lots of different things over the course of the comic books as the language has evolved. Yeah, but when we say arc reactor, you know what we mean. Yeah, because I, th- I think even in my fraction run, they called the the it's just repulsor tech. It's right. repulsive tech kind of fits into that. And I think that, that marks something interesting. And, and again, it goes back to something that we, we, they did in the comics, right? Where it's Iron Man 3 where he finally gets the surgery so that he no longer needs the arc reactor to keep that shrapnel from his heart. Um, and um, they, they, they kept touching on some of those touchstone parts. Um, but that was an important piece. Remember, the, these are early armors. Part of that, that, that chest piece is there partly... To keep Tony alive, so the the lie of a being it's life is, support. It's a life support system. Yeah, it's a life support system. This happens to also have, you know, repulsor rays and and, and proton guns. You know, it's and it, roller skates and roller skates. Can't forget the roller skates. And and it's, 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 it's you know, let's not forget that you know Tony does tie time saying that the Iron Man is his bodyguard. He's not entirely wrong. I mean, it is technically guarding his body and keeping him alive uh, from right. this piece here. Um, but yeah, so you have the Mark III and the Mark IV, and we're going to do some special, there, there's definitely some specialty uh, uh, armors that come out, like the Hydra one, the, the um, uh, uh, Stealth, we'll get to those at the end, because they, they all... Well, well the, we also make sure that we remember, remind people, there was an Iron Man cartoon, and selling lots of variations of your cartoon character yeah. is a great way to make money, and so there's things that like, Hydro armor, you're like, wait a second, the armor isn't airtight? You're like, don't ask that many questions. Right, yeah. It's don't hydro armor. Right, right. You know, we're not going to do that. You know, and remember, like, some of these, some of these, like, the Mark IV and things like that, like, 
compared to when you get to like nowadays, like when you get to that model prime costume he has now, which is fucking ridiculous. We'll get to that later on. It's you know, it was plexiglass. Remember when he went to the water and was fighting Namor, it was plexiglass that came down over his the mouth hole and the eye hole to keep water out. Like it was these are you know, the, it's interesting to me to see the technology in right. the comics grow as the technology in real life grows. Because he goes from wearing basically a anti-aircraft platform mm-hmm. to being the suit. Yeah. And we touch on it very much in the, in the um, character corner because it very much defines kind of the back half, the futurist take on this character. But it's going to be interesting to talk about here as well because the line between man and armor is erased at a certain point. And, and we're definitely come back to this because it's, it's one of the things that I think that where they 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 diverge with when they went the movie route. They focus more on the idea of Tony being a builder and not on that mm-hmm. man. And I think it's because you could tell that for, you you knew you had Tony of uh, Robert Downey Jr. for a limited time, so you knew at some point you could end his arc. When you when you can end his arc, you know, it, it's kind of like in the comics. They never reached a point in the comics where it's like well, we need to do something different because keeping it's it's this isn't we need to keep doing something to involve the character. So you had to go down this route of man versus you know is he man is he machine and melding the two together in the comics. You never really go down that route. So when we get to like the extremist armor or even bleeding cool, I mean bleeding cool, the uh, bleeding edge armor, you you get things that um look like it in the comics, but but there's a significant difference as why those technically aren't the com- the the armors from the comic, and it comes down to how they interface uh, Tony with the machine. So um, I think the next, I think it's also interesting in MCU, how it's clearly becoming more automated as you watch it. They just don't touch on it as much. Oh, absolutely. 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 You know, by the time we got to infinity war, he is mentally directing nanobots to film different formations on his body. Like it's, it's like if you step back and try to think about it, if you put it in kind of the context of the comics, mm-hmm. it gets super cool on how far down the road they got with this. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. So um the uh again, so we had the again, the costume doesn't really make that many uh, big changes. Even the model five is, the Mark V is kinda of the same of this. I, I think the big the big the big change when you we get into the, the armors is the Mark Seven, the Silver Centurion, when we get to Iron Man Two? It's it's the reason why I'll always defend Iron Man Two. Yeah, yeah. It is the red and silver one that Tony constructed to take on Obadiah Stane. Had the chameleon mode. It's the the you know you, you you've seen the red and silver, and you're right. This is the one that they they put into uh, Iron Man Two, which they kind of again. This is where this is where the movies melded certain aspects of it. They bring in this classic look of the Silver Centurion, but they also melded it with the suitcase because, again, that's how Tony was carrying around his armor all these times. It's well, we got to find you know in the comics he was carrying around a suitcase with his armor. What if we made the suitcase the armor? Right. You know, and it's it's a nice little throwback to this. Um, but yeah, the Silver Centurion one is is the tough one. This is the one that he used during Armor Wars. Uh, this was a really really powerful um a suit. Until it was destroyed by firepower. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then you get the 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 Mark Eight, which is another red uh, red and gold one, uh, super powerful. Uh, that really ripped through fire, firepower. Um, yeah, it was. It's always funny when he's like when he loses, and they're like, "We've defeated Tony Stark." I'm like, unless you're holding his skull, like you're fucked, because you know everything you can do now. And he knows it too. 
you have no idea what he's going to build next. Well, it, it's it's the Batman argument, right? It's like if you don't kill him, you've just given him data points to beat you next time. You know, it's right. you know, it's not a good. You, you better, and even if you kill him, he might come back. Like you got to kill him, um, like burn his ashes, and then somehow go back in time. You actually got to go back in time and make sure he was never born. Because <laughs> at some right? point, like at some point, he's got to come back. So yeah, um, so yeah, the Silver Centurion is, is a classic-looking ca- costume. You come back with the 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 uh, um, back to the red and gold. They always come back to the red and gold, um, which I just find like I don't. I don't know how they settle on red and gold being his colors, but that is just every now and then you get a costume that, that kind of bucks those colors, but it always comes back. Um, I'll tell you what, when I was watching Iron Man 1 for Between Two Palms, it was like, when he just casually was like, yeah, throw some um, sprays car red on there. I was like, Jesus. Right. They made right. it look so casual, but it works so beautifully. Right. It's just... Because like, all these armors are cool. We're going to talk about a bunch of different armors. We're talking about one of my favorite ones coming up next. But that red and gold, there's something about it. Yeah. Like watching the in game, watching him fly around with the gold arms. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Like a, like a slight variation on the, on the Mark IV almost. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's tough. It's, it's so great. Um, the next one, this is the one that Tony built when, or Tony used when he was shot by one of his uh, ex lovers and uh, paralyzed. And it's the telepresence armor. And this is the Are one. Are we skipping War Machine? Uh, War Machine is actually next. War Machine was actually oh. Iron Man 91? Yeah, and Telepresence was 290, and the um, War Machine was 281. I think I messed that up when I sent it to you. I think Telepresence. See, and now I'm lying to the listeners. No, no, it might be me. Let me double check. But I'm pretty sure I messed that one up um, and when I originally sent the, the list to you. But I will double check. Let me check now. But um, hold on. Let's talk about telepresence because you're right. It was first uh, in, invented when he was shot by a lover, which if you've read these Tony Stark books happens more often than you think. Yeah. 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 He seems, no, he right. seems to, to attract a crazy one. It, it is 290. So we'll, let's, let's, let's uh, go back to the war machine armor. Then cause that is 280. Then. Okay. And let's do that. So the, the variable threat response battle suit Mark one, actually let's call it by its correct name. Because it's not the War full Machine armor. Only. Yeah, yeah. Full titles only. Not the War Machine armor uh, until later when he gets bit, technically get the Mark II, I guess. But um, this is the one where Tony was like, you know what? I am making weapons. So let's actually Fuck make... the frail <laughs> shit. Like, let's... Tony comes out with this shit. Let's stop pretending. Let's go ahead and shoulder make... It, it's, it is... And, it, and it's not. But I'm like, it really... I think this is the thing... That uh, this is a suit that made uh, uh, Rob Liefeld go. You know what? Bigger guns on everything. <laughs> yeah, this is Rob Liefeld's origin story. Yeah, this is this is this created Rob Liefeld. This is what told him just put a bigger gun on it and it'll look cool. And I'm like, well, that actually worked for Iron Man, but um, Rob, like, yeah, it doesn't work as well with Psylocke. Yeah, I mean, no, some like, characters can't use the gun. Right, right, right. Why? Why does Domino have like super huge like shoulder pads? Because again, it's, it's that it's the shoulder pads. It's the shoulder mounted minigun, the shoulder mounted missile launcher, you know, the wrist mounted gauntlet, uh, gauntlet cannons. Like this is the suit you think of when you think of War Machine. When you think War Machine, you think this suit, right? It was originally you know designed and worn by Tony, but then he gets the and it was in the the red and gold 
uh, and then it was we got the the, the gray, um, and it was built for Rody and given to Rody. And I was gonna go through the different War Machine armors here, but I think we're just gonna do a War Machine episode at some point. We'll have to because I was talking, I was thinking about that that one that Iron Man two point mm-hmm. suit that he wears at the end that miniseries he had. Yeah, yeah, yo. Shit was meaner than me. Yeah, I was I was trying to go through. I was like, no, we got it. Rhodey deserves his own episode, so I'm not going to shortchange him. Episode. Yeah, I'm not I'm not going to shortchange him on this. But just just know, like, and it's weird. So, and this is the other thing too, because this comes up later on when Rhodey dies. Like, it still isn't up to the same level as Tony's though. Because even though Tony only really trusts one other person to kind of wear the armor, or two if you get to to um to uh, uh Pepper. They're never up to Tony's suits, right? Like, you never give, even, even your best friend, you never give them the thing that can take you down, you know? Right. And I love the fact that they kind of play on that in, um, in the movies, too, right? Like, remember, Tony, uh, Rhodey at one point in, in Iron Man 2 takes the Mark II, fights, fights, him, <laughs> fights Tony in the, in the Mark II with, with, against the Mark, I guess that was the Mark III or Mark IV, uh, takes the Mark II, uh, has Justin Hammer put all that stuff on it? Some of it doesn't work. <laughs> Most of it doesn't work. <laughs> Most of it doesn't work. Um, but yeah, and and we've seen as it goes through. We've gotten an Iron Patriot version of it. We we've got several. Uh, uh, the, even the even if you think about it, the Civil War version and the Infinity War versions uh, were different. And in the last one, you get when you see him uh, in the last upgraded one and Endgame, that you have all these different these these different suits. Of course, none of them are to the level of of Tony's. At some point, you do get more cybernetics with it, um, but it's not like he never gets like an extremist level armor. Like maybe well, maybe the black armor later on during Max Fraction's run, but even Tony takes that one back from him, right? Iron Man two point was pretty extremist true, level. True, true, true. He's walking yeah. through walls, full camouflage. Like yeah, man, true. Stack. Valid. Yeah, I'm a big fan of that run, but no, you're right. Um, I think it was interesting in the MCU. Like even at the end of Endgame, he's not—he's in Iron Patriot armor. Yeah, he's in the red blue colorway of the black and gray one. But I think it's interesting that his armor's gotten bigger. It's something that happened in the racing uh, Dan Slott uh, Iron Man run where he's traumatized from dying in the suit. Mm-hmm. So the suit is supposed to getting smaller and more flexible and does more things like Tony's. So he's like, I need it big. I need it padded. I need fucking reinforced. And I think that it makes sense. Like even if it's a, an unspoken character arc or something that's not even taken makes it to the screen it, it makes sense to justify why this suit takes the direction it does yeah definitely definitely and plus tony's gonna keep the best toys for himself obviously not to mention you know tony live eats and breathes this shit so there might be certain things that tony's willing to do that Rody just ate, ate, ate it's, it's one thing to have your crash test dummy on site and in your own head like it's yeah. he's not going to be going through the test to make it work for Rody the same way it works for him right exactly uh, so then going back to the, the telepresence armor, uh, this was the, I think it was the NTP 150 or something like that. This is the one where he, mm-hmm. he had been shot, paralyzed, and he uses, I, I say that the Mark 42 from Iron Man 3 kind of uses Elementor for this when he uses it for communicating with and controlling the other, the other suit. Um, oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely uses parts of this. This is, um, he has a subspace transmitter placed in his, uh, that's implanted in the base of his skull. Uh, and he uses this to basically control and 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 move the armor around. Uh, and there's several versions of this one. Um, the next big one, though, is 
Uh, I believe this is the Mark 11. Uh, yeah, the Mark <laughs> 11, which is Iron Man uh, 300, the mo- modular armor. It's, and, the, it's the armor from the cartoon. Yes. Yes. And yeah. it's also, I think it's also the first big, like, really, really major improvement. It is not just, it's, it's changing how the, because up to this point, the, the, the suit is basically that. It's a suit. Like, even when the arms come on, it's like this mesh that comes, that rolls down out of the piece, and it's still, the, the suit is still one big suit. The modular armor is, again, red and gold, but it could add modules onto it to do more things, right? Um, I, I, I think that, to me, this is like the, the Mark 43 from Age of Ultron, because it, it has module add-ons like the whole Buster add-on. Which you take the regular suit and then you add modules onto it. I also find this to be, and again, it might not be true. They might have done this in in other comics and things like that. But I believe this is where you start seeing Tony being able to use pieces and bits and pieces of the armor separated from the thing. So you blow off an arm, he's still able to go right. It's it's and you can add more things on. And and I actually figured that the the Hulk Buster in in um, Age of Ultron. Was kind of like that as well because it's like the module armor. It, yeah. it definitely does because Veronica sends down missing pieces as uh, the Hulk destroys a piece, like destroys a, a gauntlet. Okay, here comes another one. Down here comes Veronica. It, it kind of reminded me of um, I think he has another armor like this, uh, but it kind of reminds me of what uh, Batman does in the Arkham games, where right. it's like you want to upgrade. Okay, here's a little here's a, here's a mini mobile armory. Here, upgrade this piece here. You know. Um and uh, so you get a lot of these different costumes, uh, different armors come in and add on to the modular armor because they're really not new armors; they're add-ons to this Mark Eleven here. Right. Um, so it's the base, it's the operating system, everything else kind of right. builds off of for a long time. Right. And and the whole Buster came in, in uh, Iron Man Volume One Three Hundred Four. And and real quick, let's just take a, a quick look at some of the, the Buster armors because they they sometimes don't work. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so. I feel like naming them after what you're supposed to bust is awfully cocky, even for Tony. And and that's not a good sign, <laughs> you know. So there's the Hulkbuster, which I mean, it kind of holds like the best. I think the best a Hulkbuster armor has ever done is probably Age of Ultron. And even then, right, right, even then, you had to drop a building on yourselves. You had to drop a building on them, you know. Um, the uh, there's the Thorbuster, which <laughs> oh, man, it's. <laughs> And it's always interesting whenever Tony gets his hands on the Asgardian abilities and with the mix with his tech. It sometimes works really well, like the, the, the stuff from Fear itself. Yeah, yeah. Um, the armor he built from the Destroyer. But when he's trying to stop Thor, it doesn't, it's no. Thor's a problem. Yeah, he uses it's powered by an Asgardian jewel. And at some point, like he's holding his own kind of like he's able, it's powerful. It's able to stop Thor's hammer. Like it, it's powerful. But then Thor gets his hands on him and just rips the jewel out of his suit. And so it's just. It's, like, it, there's some design. Thoughts. Right, 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 right. Single point of failure. It's not a good idea. Um, and there's the Phoenix Buster, which <laughs> come on, come on, guys. You just made it worse. You just made it worse. You just made it worse. Um But yeah, I mean I I, I guess if you think of it is more of a they're not really buster, they're more like uh try to slow down this unstoppable force and hope for the best. Try to try to try to slow this down so that Hopefully somebody else can can come up with a real solution. They're not real solutions. No, they're not. They're not. Um, going back to the regular armors. Uh, so we had uh, 
we're skipping over all of the Heroes Reborn shit, and we're skipping over... Uh, and I appreciate you making that decision, Science, because you're on the air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're skipping over that, and we're skipping over the, the teen Tony Stark shit. Not touching that shit at all. If you want to go read that, you can find plenty of places to read that shit. Not touching it at all. Uh, so we're going to come right out of post-Heroes Reborn, the Renaissance armor. Um, and this is the one that has a self-containing life support, energy absorbing. It, ha- it brings back kind of the horn faceplate from, like, the first... Because when you go and look at the uh, the one... The, the Mark two uh, Mark three and four the the faceplate and I think that's one of the other distinguishing distinguishing con, uh, uh, looks of, of of Tony's armor are the faceplates and what he does with the faceplates and this one has kind of like like when there's a nose sometimes yeah yeah <laughs> so uh, we'll get to that with the last one um, but like this one has like the horns on it the horn faceplates on this um, and um, I, I, I kind of grouped, there's like three different suits that kind of fall into this category. I kind of grouped them all together because this is also, and this ties into what they did in Iron Man 2, this is where Tony kind of finds out that all of his suits have been kind of killing him, right? Right. Because you got to think about it, Tony's been operating these suits with the equivalent of a nuclear reactor in his chest. Like there's some sort of repercussions for that action, I mean, like ridiculous. So, um... Marvel comics aren't dark enough. Right, 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 right. So, um, and, and again, so the difference between this and Iron Man 2 was Iron Man 2, it was the, the actual, he had to use a different, different, you know, I think he used, I think he used some kind of vibranium or something. It was some kind of... He used a different element to power yeah, it in to, Iron Man 2. To power it. And, uh, cause the original Iron, uh, the original uh, one he was using, remember, it was making him sick. It was, it was actually right. killing him. This, and that, and that's how they kind of related. And to me, it makes sense because in... And let's do this now. Like in the movies, they centered everything around that 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 jet chess piece. Mm-hmm. That's not always the case in the comics, and they went down a real different route. But I think it all goes back to excuse me, what they they made a choice, and especially as we as we get ready forward, because we're almost like two away from extremist armor, so I, we can do this now. In 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 the, in the comics, like we said before, you're kind of moving towards Tony melding a machine in man. And and then while they kind of do it a little bit in the movies, he's always had his AI cuz even up to this point we haven't talked about any AI. There is no AI. I yeah, think hasn't really been a factor yet. Right, hasn't been a factor. I think we get the AI in between this armor and then the Model 29 armor. We get we we get Friday for the first time. But he hasn't we've been using no AI. This has all been Tony. We've been wiring directory into his brain and that kind of stuff here. For this, you know, for the movies, they, they use, they, they, they don't go down that route. And I think it's because when you start going down that route, it's a whole other art for, for Tony of losing track with humanity. And I think from Iron Man 1, when, when Pepper gives him proof, Tony, uh, give him that original arc record, record saying, prove Tony Stark has a heart. Like, I think they were, the entire art for Tony Stark is proving his humanity. And so they, right. they, 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 they shied away from, that other that other piece of it not saying he was they, they, they still made him a builder they still made his 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 his, his technology increase uh um you know increase of ridiculous proportions but they they shied away from this idea of him losing touch with humanity to go down this other route which is him finding his humanity and his finding his humanity with kids right. um and and that's where they diverge, but you st- they still kept the core of the character by doing that. And this this goes back to what people always complain about, you know, oh, you know, you guys say you guys want, you know, one-to-one translation from the comics, you know, but the MCU doesn't do that. It's like, no, we want them to get the core of the character. And the writers of the movies understood the core of the character. You got 
the Tony Stark. That, that Robert Downey Jr. played Tony Stark. There were certain storylines and elements that they did not go down because they, they made were like, choices. Yeah, they made. You got to make a choice, and they made great choices. You know, man, look, <laughs> they made some great choices. Um, and and they tied it all together, and they brought his because again, they were writing towards an end arc. With the comics, you're not really writing towards an end arc. You're writing until you get to the next story. You know, and then you hand it off to somebody else, and then they go and tell the next story. Right? It just const- its a cycle here. There is no cycle in the movies. You can actually have a finale point, uh, a, a finishing point, and that's what they did. Um, so, like I said, he 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 developed several types of this armors because uh, there's there's an EM safe version uh, that basically does the same thing, but doesn't um, doesn't uh, isn't isn't killing him with the the, the electromagnetic. Uh, energy that's being put off by this costume. It's basically the same costume, just different way of protecting Tony inside the suit. But this is also the one that eventually achieves sentience. Um, uh, not not ideal when dealing with two powered suits. Which also t- uh, uh, shows you the time this, this was made. Uh, part of the reason why it, 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 it achieved sentience is because uh, Tony failed to keep it Y2K compliant. <sighs> For the, for the, everything for, ages great. What do you want me to say? For, I can't defend it all. For for the kids out there who don't remember Y two K compliant, just let you, just let you know, uh, people lost their goddamn minds thinking that the, the world was going to end when 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 uh, all right when Too midnight. Cool, cool. You were scared, huh? You were scared. I wasn't really scared, but I wasn't. So I was in high school, and I was in our computer. Uh, we had a, pro- a, a computer intern program. And so we had to go around and we had to do the Y2K compliance like thing on every one of the school computers. Like it was fun. This was a great way for me to get into class. <laughs> so, they outsourced it to children? Jeez. They outsourced it to children. <laughs> it was great. It was great. I feel like we should ask more questions. Yo, yo, it was great. Yo, I was like, hey, hey, listen, I have to get I have to leave class because you know I got to do I gotta help with uh I gotta y- save the goddamn world. I, I gotta save you. No, I am Tony Stark, you know. Oh, stop. okay. Now let's move on, please. <laughs> um, so the interesting thing about this one this is also uh, uh, we we didn't go into uh, into a lot, but uh, Jacosta the um, the AI. Uh, this also kind of relates to to Ultron as well because I think it accidentally initiated Ultron protocols in, in Tony's armors. So the thing about this that I, I like to bring up is you know you saw people complaining about oh well Tony Stark didn't create. Oh, uh, didn't create Ultron in the comics. It's like, yeah, but it, it kind of makes sense in the movies, and also there is a relation there. They didn't just pull this stuff out of thin air, right? It's there. I mean, later on, even when we get to the the rescue armor, remember, uh, Jarvis was the AI in the rescue armor, and kind of goes a little bad, you know. Kind of, you know, decides to protect Pepper is a little bit uh a little bit more than its protocol, and and goes a little bit too far with it, so. Just saying, like we have elements of this stuff in the comics. There, um, so let's see. Uh, the model twenty nine, uh, Iron Man number seventy four. This is where sec- uh, uh, Tony was Secretary of Defense. Uh, I mentioned this yeah. one because it has a robotic battle mode that reminds me again Age of Ultron when Tony tells his armor to go into sentry mode. Yep, so, now, he, it's very. They incorporate a lot of the tech into the movies where, oh, it's of course his, his armor's working in sentry mode. Of course, there's some armor. There's an armored uh, uh, legion out there to help as well. Of course, it's in your happening. All right, now we're now we're into the big shit, and we've kind of talked about this one already. The Model Thirty, the extremist armor, Iron Man Volume Four, Number Five. Um, 
So here's the thing about this. We we and we kind of skipped over this because we didn't really want to focus on the armor itself during this this run. Talk more about the extremist virus. Um, and what it did. Remember, the extremist armor is technically different than what extremists actually did to Tony. That armor that armor was not stored inside of Tony. It was the undersheath thing. It was stored in the hollows mm-hmm. of his bone, and that undersheath thing is what provided the interface between Tony and the suit. Because the extremist uh, the, now the extremist uh, virus rewired Tony's brain and, and it directly interfaced inside of his brain, but he was communicating with the undersheathing that then uh, connected to the suit, and and that did things like do things automatically. Like you see that in a Matt Fraction's run in that first volume where he's still wearing the extremist armor, but that's when um, Ezekiel uh, blows up the building and the armor immediately comes it's, it's like it's, it's able to uh, because the undersheathing is inside of tony it reacts almost like instinct and so the undersheathing right. comes on and then it brings the armor to tony even though the armor's in another room so it protects tony that way um and that's an important piece the 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 actual suit itself is collapsible into again into a suitcase um and and this is where to me you know when iron man 3 came out everybody's like oh it's extremist armor it's extremist armor Kind of, but not really. You know, Tony injected himself with the, the, the contact points for the suit, but it wasn't like, it wasn't like directly wired into his brain to the way that the extremist armor is. Clearly, there was some wiring into Tony because he could single to the, signal to the, the armor and, and, and direct it to himself, but not to the level of what the extremists can do. Like, extremist is the part, is, is a moment in the comics where Tony starts becoming one with machine complete it's 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 when the line gets crossed between human and superhuman yeah effectively tony's with superhuman at this point yes he's yes. stronger than you like he, he, the, the undersea thing enhances his biology yeah his biology had to change to be able to suit the armor he can he can which is himself. an important point for later on how he's coming the fuck back yeah he, he he's a healing factor <clears throat> extremist basically gives him a healing factor at no point in that in iron man 3 does he get Injected with extremists, right? So it's different there. But mm-hmm. again, they were able to kind of keep that line in, in, because they didn't want to cross. And I get it. You don't want to cross that line. Like, because if you cross that line in the movie, then you need, you got a whole other new arc for Tony. You, you need probably like another three, four movies because it takes him a while. Remember, we get the extremist armor and he keeps that armor from Iron Man Volume 4 all the way in to uh, um, Matt Fraction's run. Like it's pretty oh, yeah. much it. It's pretty much, and then extremist keeps coming back up, you know. So, um, yeah. So there's that suit. Uh, I, I didn't. I didn't. It's not really a suit, but it's the Argonauts, which is basically like the Iron Legion from Iron Man Three, where you right. create a bunch of these other little suits. Uh, they work better than the movies in the comics. Because in the comics, they never did any good because they got compromised. But <laughs> constantly and consistently, right? Constantly and consistently. Um, at least you got them in, in Iron Man Three doing something. Um, and uh, let's see. So I guess the next one is the one we've talked about before, the Bleeding Edge. My favorite armor. Invincible Iron Man number 25. And this is where you get the next evolution and the next, the, the next what, what comes after Extremis, where the armor is literally stored inside of Tony. I love it. The, the first issue when he's explaining to Reed what he wants to do. And Reed's like, oh, oh. Yeah. And at the very end, they, they abandoned him on the helipad. He says, what do I care? I am Iron Man. And he sits there and it burns his clothes away mm-hmm. and the suit comes out of the hollows of his bones. Mm-hmm. Hot damn. 
That was Iron Man. Yeah. No, this is this is powered by a high yield arc reactor. Um, this is it. Also makes him smarter because again, now he's generating all of this power. It is again the conversation he had was read, but generating all this power in in your brain in order to operate needs fuel, and what's better fuel than a high yield arc reactor in your chest? You know, he is Iron Man. He is a hundred percent Iron Man. <laughs> you know, um. Uh, and like I said, so so this is where, where I'll say this looks like uh, the Mark Forty Six from Civil War looks like this one. Um, the you can make the argument that the Infinity War and the Endgame uh, operates like operates this. like this one. It's kind of weird because it operates like this one or the Model Prime one from 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 when Bendis was writing, right? It operates, but again, the difference is. That armor is still not stored. At least from we know, it's not stored it's, inside. It's basically bio armor in the yeah. comics, and they didn't they didn't cross that threshold in the movies. At least exactly. not explicitly, because you could say that carrying around a nanotech housing unit around you, and the fact that his death was signified by that housing yeah, going out. Yeah. No. No. Absolutely. Like I said, it's like, but I I, I think I can see why they didn't want to go that route, but still give uh, homage to the suit. And again, throughout this entire time, we got to remember. All right. So this also goes. Let's go back to Iron Man three, right? Because. The one thing, the other thing they did with Tony in the, in the movies that, that, that so represents his comics is Tony's a builder. He's always yep. going to build. He's always going to be able to build something next, right? So every time you see him, even if it doesn't explicitly say, like, they never really come out and explain what that armor in Infinity War and in, 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 in Endgame does. We just know when we see him, you know, going in on, on Thanos, we're like, damn, Tony, the fuck you been doing? Like, and, but remember, at the end of Iron Man three, he blows up all of his armors. He destroys them all. But it's like, like when he, it's like when he sees uh, when he sees Banner, he explains them. Oh yeah, it's a, he double taps his chest. It's like oh, I'm, I'm ready to go. Like yeah, yeah. But but and, and but that's the thing. It's like Tony's always doing. Even in the comics, he's constantly destroying armors, destroy this, destroy this. But he's a builder. He can't help himself. Of course, he's going to build something else. Of course, he's going to build it. You know, he needs to clean the slate so he can build something new. But it's even like in in uh, Endgame. Just by bringing up time travel, he's going to figure it out. Right. Right. Something pops into his brain, he starts working. You know? That's actually what happened in Iron Man, right? He comes mm-hmm. back and he starts, he's like, huh, wow, this suit is, is, is actually worth. I wonder if I can do it better. And then he goes better. And then he goes, the, he keeps adding on to it. You know, the uh, Iron Man 3 is really about his PTSD and what he saw. And he got into this thing of building all these armors. He blows them all up. But then when you see him in. Um, Age of Ultron, it's like, you can tell he's still been building, because now he has a fleet of I- the Iron Legion he's out here doing this shit with, right? You, 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 you see it, like, he, he can't help himself, and that's one of the things that I think that they did, because even, even with the Bleeding Edge armor, right? It was like, you know, he comes back and Pepper didn't even really know that he was building an armor or anything like that, and, he's just, and she's just like, when he shows up at the board, he's like, how'd you you flew? This son of a bitch was built, built another armor. Where, that's why she. That's why she keeps him out of the. Like, how did he gonna get him? He'll figure it out. Like she knew. She knew he had built something else, right? It just she didn't have to be go. so rude about it, though. Right? She didn't have to be so rude about it. <laughs> she was mad rude about it. She was kind of bad rude about it. So, um, so uh, in, inside of the, the the bleeding edge armor, uh, let's go ahead and bring up the iron destroyer armor from Fear, Fear itself, because it's technically the bleeding edge armor, just enchanted by Odin. Uh, this is one where they, they, in order to beat uh, Call and, and 
Who were they called? I can't remember what they were called. The, the um, serpent. The, the, the serpent. And, oh, and, the and, hammers. I think were the hammers. Yeah, yeah, were the, the, yeah. I can't remember wow. what they were called. But like, um, he uh, Odin um, uh, helps to enchant these weapons that Tony builds, and Odin's like, he's like, yeah. So, um, in order for you to enchant them, you, you got to drop them into the forge. And and he's like, so you, what weapon are you going to use? He's like, well, the armor's like, well, you know, in order to, for me to enchant it, you got to, oh, you're a brave man, Tony Stark. <laughs> Put the armor on and jump into, jump into the melting forge and, and uh, we'll enchant it that way. So good luck, good luck with that, sir. Good luck with that, sir. Um, uh, so during the Matt Fraction run, he gives up, uh, stops wearing, he, he ejects the, uh, the bleeding edge suit. Uh, after, I mean, we talked about this before. And he creates this black armor that he gives to Rhodey. Uh, uh, it's the, the all black with a cloaking device. It gives it to Rhodey in Invincible Iron Man uh, 517 when Rhodey fakes his death and has Rhodey going around as a new Iron Man. After, after Tony figures out how to stop everything that's happening. Yeah, yeah. yeah. T- Tony's figured out everything by this point. Uh, but we still got like a whole another volume of everybody else figuring out. <laughs> Catching up and figuring out that Tony has figured it out already. Um, the Model 40 and 41 are the technically the Mandarin. The one he builds to rebel against the Mandarin. Uh, and then you the put last Tony in a cave again. Yo, you put Tony in a cave. You give him. You give him tools. What the fuck were you thinking? Like, it's so funny because the Mandarin's so focused on changing his origin story that he forgets Tony's. Yep, yep. And uh, Tony builds. It's like black. That's a great run, by the way. I reread that again. Oh, it's such a good run. It's such a fucking good run. So it's black, red, and it's got a little bit of gray in it. It changes every now and then. Because uh, they they change a little bit for the frac uh, the fraction run when he goes off into space, it it can now it, it, it has a rocket booster on her so he can go into space. There's a couple other I think smaller changes here. I think the biggest one the, the, the biggest one that at least changes looks the black and gold one from Iron Man Volume Five Number One. That's the one from Marvel Now. Um, stored in and stored fluidly can be command uh, mentally commanded. Um, and this is the one that has the armory adaption system that kind of like that kind of mentioned like Batman from uh. From the Arkham games, where you know he right. calls, in, calls in a mini armory to to do an attachment on on the armor to, to kind of span on it. And to me, that it, it it brings in elements of the bleeding edge armor as well as the modular armor as well, right? Right. Because and I think that's why the modular armor was such a an important milestone armor, just like the extremist armor was an important milestone armor. And it's because going forward, it's like Tony's like, oh, for some of these other armors, I can just build I can just build add ones add ons to them. Mm-hmm. You know? It's 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 not the like suit when is, the plates come up and build what he needs on the spot. Exactly, you know. Um, the next one is the Endosim armor. That's the one from uh, act the access in the access storyline. The Superior Iron Man chrome finish, liquid uh, smart metal, kind of incorporates some of the the Venom symbiotic uh, mm-hmm. elements to it. Um, and then this is my favorite one. Like I like the Bleeding Edge suit, oh. I, but I like the Model Prime one. I like the model prime one from the Invincible Iron Man Volume Two, Number One, and the reason why I say that is, it takes all the kind of the elements of the Bleeding Edge suit. It's just not the armor's not stored inside of Tony, so it doesn't cross that line. But the suit kind of does all the function. And once it's on Tony, it has all the functionality of him, right? Is right, it a suit right. that it doesn't? You don't need to add. You don't need a, a Hulkbuster add-on. It can turn into a Hulkbuster suit. Like it comes into play when in the issue number two, when he realizes the guy in front of him is Victor Von Doom, and so all of a sudden the suit basically turns into this giant hulking suit trying to break through uh, Doom's enchantments. It doesn't, but it can. 
right? It has all these unique, interesting features to it. Uh, in International uh, Iron Man, it has the ability to camouflage itself, but also look transparent. So it looks like Tony's not wearing a suit. So right. he's having that conversation, I think it was like Scarlet or something like that. And all of a sudden she goes to like stab her or something like that. And she's like, you're wearing the fucking suit. It's like, yeah, of course. Like, of course I'm wearing the suit. <laughs> of course I wear the suit, what right? A, what a stupid question. Right. And also, this is like this. This also, I mean, it, this is also when Friday's at her best too. You know, Friday is at her best in this one because again, she she pushes back against Tony, but also it's it's that full cooperation between Tony. Basically, has a co-pilot, a legit co-pilot here, uh, which makes the book more fun to read. It, it definitely honestly. does. It does. Hundred percent. Someone, someone can snark off of. Right, and 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 Friday is her own character. You know, right, and it makes so. it, and, and pushes back against Tony. Like you would think that Tony, oh yeah, Tony made himself a female AI. Of course he did, and she does not let Tony forget. <laughs> and she hates him. And she hates him for it. Oh, she doesn't. She hates him and love him, right? She it's, doesn't it's, hate him, but like it's it's just it's communicated in such a way. It's 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 like it's like the pepper thing. It's like you know you're full of shit, right? I love you, but you're full of shit. He needs someone to call you out. Yeah, he does, and 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 Friday does. So it, it, yes, it's, it's very great. much so. It's great. Um, and, and this is stored in a bracer. So, again, Tony can control it um, with his mind, but it's, it, it's, not, it's, it, it's not that level of crossing the line like he did with the other armors. Right, um, for sure. And I don't, I don't think, I think he's still kind of using that. I'm not sure about the one he's using currently, if it's still that kind of same one. I know it's a little bit different because that, the Model Prime was also the one that kind of has a, the straight face on it. Um, right. and it looks a little bit different, so I don't think he's completely using that one right now. Um, but yeah, so but it's exciting, like exciting every time a new writer grabs the book, you know, they're gonna tackle the armor in a new and different way. And I think that's part of the fun of it. Like, as the, the last armors we're talking about, it seems kind of like, well, where the hell do you go from here? And that's exciting for me because I think we're gonna dip our toes back and see the crossing that line between man and machine, but. We'll just have to see how they balance it and make it all work. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And then there were some other specialty armors we we, we kind of gl- we didn't really hit. There's a stealth armor he has. Uh, there's the space armor. I think the bigger specialty one that that really stands out is probably the rescue armor, the Mark sixteen sixteen. That's the one worn by Pepper with the a- Jarvis as the AI. It's defensive only. Uh, only has uh, electromagnetic uh, magnetic force fields. Now I think that. I don't know what is the one she's wearing now because I don't think it's a, it's not the same rescue armor because this new one she has does does have. Um, well, even on the, the the Mark II rescue, she had um, she was able to use the electromagnetic magnets true. offensively. True, true. But true. I'm not sure what she's wearing now. That's a good question because I'll tell you this: what the armor is operates very differently in the MCU, but they do call it the rescue armor in all the uh, ancillary materials. I know there's a uh, yeah uh, uh, one of those Funko Pop two pieces two sets coming out. with it says uh, Pepper Potts in the rescue armor. I'll, I'll be perfectly honest, yo. That ain't no rescue armor. I ain't, I ain't complaining, but I ain't no rescue no, armor. No, she rescued people. No, I mean, she is a rescuer. I mean, you're you right. You're right. You're right. Because uh, that armor, uh, whew, man, uh, has some firepower on it, yo. Tony did not skimp on what he gave his woman. Right, it's like you can't. That's that's that, that's the big difference. Like if you can you can make excuses for why you gave uh, Rhodey. Uh, different, you know, a, 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 you know, a, a um, a different version. I mean, technically, Rhodey did take your suit and then went back to the U.S. government for it, right? And and he did, had, but that's what Tony wanted because right. Tony knew, like, that entire movie changes once you realize that Tony knows he's dying the entire time. No, I, I, absolutely, absolutely. Like again, I I think Iron Man Two gets a bad rap, but we'll save that for another discussion. But um, another discussion. But 
but yeah, yeah, you can't give your wife a, a shitty suit. Like, mm-mm, you want, mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. You, now for all the speechifying you just did. Mm-mm, no, mm-mm. how important all this is to you. You better give her uh, the Cadillac, if you will. Right, 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 right. And right. Look, guess what? I, I'm just an observer. She may not have the the top top of the line, but she's got that next model down. I mean, it's pretty. But funny. he's like, you don't want to go through the surgeries I went through. I give you everything but that shit. Listen, I'll just I'll just put it this way, yo. When when they fly down and they both hit the Unibeam at the same time, yo. I was like, well then, um, you came to the wrong house, Mister Burglar. <laughs> right. Don't want to fuck with them sharks <laughs> right. in the woods. Right. Uh, I heard them gold in them hills. It's not worth it. Trust me. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Get from around here, boy. Get from around here. Wrong house. Yeah. So wrong house. Uh, de- definitely. So um yeah, is there any other armors that we didn't really talk about? I think we get the major ones here. Like I said, we didn't want to spend we too much the time. We the big ones. I think everything else is like either smaller one-off armors or something that we could bring up on probably a war machine or sort of other armors yeah. kind of podcast. Yeah. Like again, like I know there's things like Riri's armors and things like that. And we'll, oh, we'll get to Riri. Yeah, Let Riri we'll, get yeah. some stories yeah. under the belt. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, we will get to Riri. You don't want five-minute character corners, baby. Exactly. You don't exactly. want that. We're, we'll, we'll do a legacy card. We'll do a legacy one. Trust me. Because here's the thing. We're gonna get Riri at some point. They're, I mean, they they made they're not, Marvel didn't make these characters and not make money off of them in the movies, right? They're gonna do that too. So, you know, trust me. We will we'll let Riri get her stories in there. Let let her let her grow, and we'll we'll get to those armors as well. Like I said, we'll definitely do the War Machine armors at some point, um, and go from there. So. Yeah, folks, there you guys have it. That is our bonus episode on Tony Stark's, uh, basically Tony Stark's garage um, and his extra armors there. Um, we, uh, I was going to say, the, um, yeah, the next thing we're going to do is Chris Claremont's uh, X-Men run. Oh, no, not that. Yeah, anything but that. So we'll be getting that out hopefully in the next couple weeks. Uh, we'll get a couple parts into that one. Uh, the first one is actually going to go all the way through the Dark Phoenix saga. So, of course. So. We had to do it. So let's go ahead and we're going to uh, make sure you guys subscribe to all your friends. Uh, hit us up. Uh, and again, thank you guys very much. One, for everybody who came out to the in-game screeners we had. But then two, also thank to everybody who, um, who listens and shares the show. Like, we've had so many people come in and say, oh, yo, we love the character corner. I just found the character corner. Yo, we really appreciate it. I mean, honestly, Deepom and I would probably do this. Nobody was listening. All right. Cause it's true. We we really love comics. I just I being able to talk about something some of the stuff with somebody else is just is 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 fucking great, you know. So being able to read through Matt Fraction's run and then go, oh shit, you know that's awesome. Yeah, come on. I I do that anyway, and just so happens that you guys like hearing us talk about this shit. So uh, make sure you subscribe to Character Corner. Tell your friends subscribe to Character Corner. And um, yeah, hold on tight. Number uh, ish, uh, episode 50, uh, 75 is coming out very soon. And we're finally jumping into the X-Men. So. That's just the luckiest thing in the world. Yeah, it really is. Didn't plan it. Didn't plan it that way. Didn't plan it that we way. We don't plan much. You don't really don't plan much. So uh, again, folks, thank you guys very much for listening. Until next time, we're out of here. Peace. <laughs>